Shuffle. Shuffle. Hello and welcome to another episode of Kill Shuffle. Hi. I'm Donald. I'm Dylan. And we're going to get straight into what we're covering this week because I keep messing up the intro. So let it rip. <laughs> this week on the show, uh, we are looking at new albums by All Twins, mm-hmm. Health, Jaws, Fontaine's DC, uh, and we're also going to take a look back at a, an album from 1999 or 2000, depending on who you ask. By uh, Susumu Yokota. Yeah, there you go. Susumu Yokota. Uh, Halfway. From, who, guess, guess where he's from. Uh, or Thailand. was from, as we will discuss. No. Uh, but yeah, so it's so it's a, it's a pretty pretty diverse lineup of albums, I would say. We've got some industrial in there. we got some indie. Mm-hmm. you got some kind of new gay, shoe gay type stuff. And uh, and then mm, ambient, really. Yeah, uh, ambient, a- ambient jazz, house. You'll decide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 but, uh, we'll, we'll decide. Mm-hmm, we'll be mm-hmm. the judge of that. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, yeah, so we've we've been to a gig recently. We went to see All Twins. Yes, our old buddies. Our old buddies mm. who we've been supporting and uh, witnessing live since about 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. So um, I think they pulled off a really good show. Yes, they did. It was in the National Stadium here in Dublin. Weird little venue. Awkward venue to pull off with the sound, but I think they pulled it. I do. I agree. I think they did. Um it's 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 sort of a two thousand. I'm not sure if that's fully seated or if that includes standing, but it's like a two thousand two thousand five hundred um, cap venue, very spread out because it's a boxing stadium, and obviously the stage is set up like at one wall rather than the center where the boxing ring would be set up in that configuration. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. A, I mean, I've been chatting to people about it. Supposedly, it's it's a really well-known and previously very um, well-worn venue for artists like Rory Gallagher, Jimi Hendrix has played there. Um, kind of <laughs> like when the greats used to roll into Dublin, they would they would play the National Stadium. So. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, no, yeah. so it was, it was an interesting kind of legacy for All Twins to be a part of. Um, and they sounded great, so... I, I think so. I had a nice time. Yeah. Perfect segue to talk about our first album of the week. Yes. Just to Exist by All Twins. Hmm. It's been a flash of a few years. It has. Almost like no time has passed because they've slowly trickled this down the um, the pipeline. Yeah, which which isn't out of form for them, I would say, because uh, their first album, IIVV. It's, or, a, it's so. a good idea and a bad idea, depending on who you are. Yeah, they, um, this is the second time they've done this. For one, you want to stay in the public eye. Yeah. You want to have a constant flow of things. Right. Um, I mean, bands like Uppermost, or Uppermost yes. do that in a different way. Uh, he just releases songs, album or not, yeah, <laughs> every yeah. month. That's his. Stick. It's tricky, I think, when you're in a band, and and All Twins is is very much a band. Um, the the face of All Twins, I guess, is is Connor Adams, formerly of the Cast of Cheers, and mm. Larkay, formerly of Adabisi Shank, ah. um, who hail from, I believe, Dublin and Kildare. I think, I think, Connor, I think the Adamses are from Kildare, but uh-huh. they they might be from Dublin also. Um, and yeah, you're right. It's, it's tricky because when you're an electronic artist and you're working on your own, or even if you're like a solo acoustic artist, it's a little bit easier to put out stuff between albums. Whereas for a band, you know, you might have very limited funds, you might have very limited studio time. Um, so the fact that they've been able to, to trickle out singles and uh, pre-release uh, tracks from this album, because not all of them were singles, is maybe a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Because it means that we were familiar with probably 80% of this album before it dropped. Yeah. Reasonably familiar with. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
thankfully it changed somewhat yeah. in my eyes under a different structure, which was the album. It, yeah, it, and that, that can't happen. The release structure was different. Um, Much more so, I think, than with with the first album, because we, you know, the, the, the singles were coming out for, I think, like 18 months before well, IVV actually dropped. I think Thank You came out 18 months before the album dropped. So what is that, like, working on song by song by song yeah. at a point 18 months ago, or... It's you're in the same studio for eight no. Months. Well, I know no for the for, for this album. I think it's the latter or the, the sorry the former. I think it's the latter. Sorry, I think I think this, I think this album was worked on in a studio together for a set period of time and then sort of released dribs and drabs. I think the first album, basically judging by the copyright notice at the bottom of the, it says copyright twenty sixteen Warner Brothers music except for tracks one, two, and six, uh-huh, which were the big uh-huh. pre-release singles, yeah. copyright 2015. So that, 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 what that suggests to me is that they were recorded in a different year um, and everything around them was kind of packaged in a different year and then the rest was recorded at another time. Um, now, they did a really good job of melding it all together mm-hmm, to make mm-hmm, it sound mm-hmm. consistent because listening back, you know, uh, what is it, tw- three years later now? Yeah. It's 2016. It all sounds consistent and stuff, but... Mm. Uh, yeah, but this is a different story. I think this was all recorded in a big bunch. Yeah, it seems it. What's what sort of genre would you place All Twins into now? Yeah, because it's it's changed. Yeah, somewhat um, from from pop to uh, other pop, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> um, yeah, I think yeah, they yeah go on. F- more first band was more so full, felt like full band pop. Mm. This is more um, uh, a. a kind of a case study on a certain feeling and emotion okay. the songs evoke that they're going for um yeah. not bombastic uh per se mm. but um more more dreamy mm. maybe i would say um, it definitely has more of a an r&b feel yeah bit of r&b album. uh 80s alternative r&b yeah you know absolutely um, for the most part some of it actually sounds like the latter uh, part of prince's career oh okay when he started to go um current pop mm. like uh, 2010 early 2010 era prince yeah so a lot of it sounds like that uh especially in the vocals um it, it, they're not exactly i mean at points they're trend hopping mm. um i i don't know if that's just to, to keep relevant well i think um, yeah, i think you've you've touched on something interesting there because all Twins from the get-go never claimed to be anything other than a pop band. Like they want, what they wanted to do was write great pop music. Um, so I don't know necessarily if the first album was so much of a bandwagon jumper in terms of its sound, because it incorporated elements of funk, incorporated a lot of elements from the guys' previous bands. Much as everyone likes to deny that, I think you and I can both agree there's quite a bit of Adam B.C. Shank and Castle Cheers in that music, especially tracks like Book. Yes. Um, you know, tracks like. Uh, uh, but this track that used to be called Better. Um, yeah, it it always reminded me of Block Party. You know, a little bit of that, that too. Total, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. side of pop. Sorry, the track I'm thinking of is called uh, uh, End of the Day. But um, but there was there was definitely a, a a bouncy dance energy to it. I think, and and also a bit of soul and a bit of funk, which really kind of came together in a nice way. Um, and then I think on this album. Working with James, what you're, what I'm saying about the pop thing is, it makes sense because pop moves with the times, and this has moved with the times. Mm-hmm. It hasn't stayed still. It's definitely moved yes. into a different style. Yes. But now we can talk about the producer on the album, James Vincent McMorrow. Yeah. 
it seems like there's been a massive bromance between uh, mm-hmm. Connor and Lar and and JVM, who is a very successful Irish songwriter, uh-huh. artist, mm-hmm. singer, musician. Um, he's I think he's got four albums now, which is almost unheard of for an artist in the modern <laughs> day here in Ireland. Like, let's be real. Yeah, it's very rare. If you're not an instrumental gets, Irish band, right, right, of course. But but those guys are just blood and grit and sheer willpower to get that far you know i think for bands in in the more mainstreamy space it it just seems to be next to impossible to to build a a long career so you have to kind of hand it to jvm for doing that i think um i don't think you and i i don't want to be mean but i don't think you and i are massive fans of exactly what he does uh no (laughs) no (laughs) no i am not it's not for us no it it, a bit of a a diminished returns (laughs) Yeah. I, I, as, to say, as to say, I don't get anything from I this. Right, right. I, I No, I went back because I think my initial gut reaction when I heard that all twins were working with, with James Vincent was kind of, oh no. But that wasn't justified because I hadn't actually really gone and, and properly listened to his stuff and I and formed like a, a, an opinion of it that I you know could stand behind in an argument. Whereas now I have, you know, I spent a good few hours listening through his back catalogue and, and I, it, it does really not do much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can definitely hear the appeal. He's got a nice voice, uh, but it's it's definitely too straight ahead R&B for me. There's a few flourishes here and there that I like, but yeah, generally speaking... It's, there always is. Um... It's too low. It's just too low-key. And I think um, that kind of feeds in a little bit to this album, that, 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 that low-key approach keeping everything and it maybe like in first or second gear yeah um the wind uh at points uh gets uh, swept from under me at or under the songs at right. um points i wish it wouldn't i think you yeah know? yeah because because um, because not to go in like negative but you you might have felt the same way as i did i think this album starts super super strong you've got hell of a party mm-hmm. That feels like a good segue from the first album era. It's got a little bit, it's got kind of a funky, cool, wonky synth riff, but the guitar definitely yeah. comes in full force on the chorus. Yeah. Somewhat it's catchy. It, it, it refuses to explode this yeah. album. I'm not sure if that's intentional or if it's just shit, we're done with the song. We forgot to, you know. No, I know what you mean. And the songs are all short, like they seem to have kind of one or two musical ideas and then move on. But I think I think Build a Bridge does in the context of this album does explode, you know, not maybe to the same extent as these four words of the first album, but like, I think it does have a, a power and well, a punch to it. Is it, is it in the dark? The one that has the kind of real kind of drum beat to it? Yeah. That's my point. Yes. Of a song that should have been a bit more. Yeah. You know, and that's, but, yeah, but you okay. see, you see what we're, we're talking yeah. about at the start, like hell of a party, build a bridge. Great. Yeah. And then I think, and, and in the dark again it's really nice organic drums it's got this synth uh-huh, wave almost uh-huh. black black queen but but happy kind of feel to it yeah really cool and, and builds to nothing at the end it there's a literal build to yeah. nothing <laughs> or the next song i guess right well the next you know? yeah the end the, the last song um i i do like the end of that song because it reminds me of um you know the the guitar effect that nero used on dooms uh, not doomsday what's the album called uh welcome reality yeah yeah between it's like a transitional it sounds like it's kind of like a wind turbine guitar tone yeah so really cool like a lot of those descents choices are, are quite well thought out yeah um for better and for worse i mean like there is definitely some care put into making it, even at the most mainstream points, mm. sound interesting. 
Yeah, and I'm not sure know. mainstream. I mean, uh, uh, some of it is easily digestible. Some of it is, and some of it is more I, uh, quirky, but just yeah. maybe not in the way we would love. It's it just to finish that thought. Mm-hmm. I think sequencing wise, it's a little bit of a misstep to have no one's no one's any fun. Warm crush, I heard you, and my future, all in a row because yeah. it's 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 like four or five kind of slow jams yeah they um, don't really they kind of might have a couple of interesting music ideas but they don't um yeah. to, they don't build like, to anything i heard you especially um i don't think the vocals i think the vocals could have done a bit more in the chorus right what i like uh i like how big it sounds at that point which um, I, I heard you i heard you it, yeah it reminds me a lot of kubi yeah uh, yeah way. i hear that um but the I vocals really just kind of repeat the phrase, repeat the phrase, yeah. nothing much, where um, I, his voice is incredible. I wish he could have, you know, soared with the chorus. He, he does, he does. I, I love Connor Adams' voice. I think I think Connor Adams' voice is at its best when, and I, I maybe he'd sort of say, well, I was trying to branch out into other things, but I like when he goes, when he has a power and diaphragm to his voice. Um, on a lot of this, he's in a very low register. He's trying to sound sexy seductive or and b which actually is jvm's hallmark and then he's also adding in a lot of falsetto it all sounds fine but my favorite connor adams vocal mm-hmm. performance is when he's kind of belting basically and yeah. he does that occasionally mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. album for sure i think there's some great choruses um i think infinite but, swim has a brilliant chorus that, yes yes if i was driving i'd be home by now which uh, falsetto and it really works yeah, yeah. it's fun um, upbeat you know. It's like it's like all twins does Mariah Carey. Yeah, yeah. It's or, like nineties nineties kind of sounding. Bit of Fleetwood to it. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's but it's it it is really that middle of the album slump that yeah. um that should ha- deserve the punch that the first album gave. I don't want to compare it to the first album because it's not the same vibe at all. Oh, it's totally different vibe. So so to do that like, would be. You know, would just be selling it short a little bit because it's it's a totally different. It's a, it's a, it is a slow, slower record. Yeah, but you really notice it live. Mm. Um, the slumps as well. Yeah. Um, I do think, and and you and I were both impressed by Circa Richardson. I think. Yeah. Uh, in her, she she played support for All Twins, but I do think that track, "No One Is Any Fun," it doesn't bring a huge amount to the record. The the the, the hook kind of reminds me of. Uh, why you always kick me when I'm down by Bring Me the Horizon. Okay. <laughs> you know that, okay. why you always kick me any fun? And it just mm. it makes me want to listen to Bring Me the Horizon instead of this yeah. track. Uh, another, another point of like build, yeah. build up songs um, for the sake of being build up songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they don't um, mess with the, it's 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 just double layered vocals for the whole thing. There's, there isn't, like, do you remember we last week we talked about um, uh, Uncomfortably Known by American Football? And I think, part of what makes that song so great is the fact that it's uh, Mike Kinsella and then it's Hayley Williams and then the two kind of duck and weave around each other for the final half of the song and and that's arguably how I would always like a duet to be rather than just male voice, female voice yeah. on top of each other for the whole song. I would, li- I would like some surprises. 
Yeah, you know? it's a surprise, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But um, I think there's a lot to like here for sure. I love, yeah. as I mentioned before, I love Build a Bridge. I think that's a great song. I think it's a really good way to to transition into a new era for the band, I guess, because it's, it's using those chopped and screwed vocals as a yeah, synthesizer, yeah. which is so popular at the moment, but it's doing it in a very old twins way. Uh-huh. And Connor sounds like Connor. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I wish, I wish there was more of that. Yeah. But you know, hey. but, yeah, true. But you kind of get a little bit on in the dark and, and you get a little bit on, um, I, I think better than here is quite a good is a quite a good ender. It's not it's not like an all time great song, but I think it's it yeah. definitely picks it up where it, it needs to be picked I, up. I definitely love um, things that uh, don't sound like guitar but are. Yes, I love I love fun, that discovery that discovery journey. Yeah, that, yeah, that's fun to work around with. There's a, a lot of that. Yeah, on just to exist, actually, there's a gorgeous um, Adobe C Shank almost style clean guitar section. Yeah. Um, which is which is which is really nice, and there's a couple of other nods. I think on Infinite Swim, there's a there's a run kind of like a before the the chorus, which really like <laughs> took me back to this is the third album era. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so th- their identity I think is intact. I just I don't know balancing at all is 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 not going to work for the most part. Well. I like this album. I do. I do like it. I just there's there's yeah. maybe there's maybe there's just really only two or three tracks that I have an issue with. Um, I think the rest of it is like I can, great. I can, for the most part, get through this in a listen. Yeah. So it's not dreadful. And it's not long. You know? It's, it's no. like 35 minutes or something. Like, I can listen to it in full and enjoy the bits. Yeah. The in-between. Yeah. Mm, especially, like, uh, even, like, My Future and Just to Exist, there's always bits I kind of enjoy. Mm. Even if some of it I really don't like. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. I think it's just, I think it's just my natural, maybe yours as well. It's my natural aversion to straight ahead R and B. I don't mind when stuff has that vibe, but it's just, I think it dips into maybe yeah. slightly too conventional yeah. for me to like to get on super on board with. Yeah, like like gro- groove and pop like this can be confrontational. Yeah, uh, a lot of artists miss that. Uh, I think these guys like have- Frank Ocean, for example. Like that's yeah, that's R and B, and it's it's so much straight ahead in its construction, but it's just so genius yeah. the way that he manipulates those tropes like even, even freaking prince right right, who, right, right. Who i can clearly hear in the vocals in this yeah um was very confrontational um yeah and and uh very abrasive at points with with his 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 theme of pop and yeah i, I wish this album could have a bit of that i'm uh, glad i'm just glad we heard it that. live first yes um, and we had a lovely chat with the guys afterwards mm-hmm. and and i think they're just they're real artists um and, I, and if this helps them maintain their career, you know, because the last thing that any of us wants is for another great band like All Twins to sort of go gently into that good night. And I really don't want that yeah. to happen. I want them to have the kind of career yeah. that um, their previous bands didn't. And to that, I just want to make a quick point. Mm-hmm. And this is a, this is really a point about the media and the conversation around stuff like All Twins, which really annoys me. Because, you know, you see reviews of this album, right? And it's the usual, oh, it's, it's, it, it's, it's so much more expansive than the first album. It really improves in the first album, blah, blah, blah. And I totally get that. And, and, and if people believe that, that's, that's perfect. And, and, you know, it does in some ways. I don't have an issue with that. But, but the thing that really annoys me is when people talk about Cast of Cheers and Adabisi Shank and essentially 
shit on them as bands and sort of say, oh, well, they could never have been successful or they, you know, they had backed themselves into a corner because they were Mm. so niche or something. And that... That's just pure 1984 mentality. That is just revisionist history. That is insane. And I think it's so so insulting to Lar and Connor and the brilliant musicians that they worked with on those bands to suggest that the music that they made was the reason why those bands couldn't continue. Both of them were at a creative, if not a creative peak, like definitely at a, at a at something of a creative high point when they had to give up. And I'm sure the reason wasn't, oh, we think our music isn't, what, commercially viable? You know what I mean? It, the, the, like the third album, Adabisi Shank, and the first Cast of Cheers album, which had already been out for a good long while when they, when they um, quit, are both brilliant. And either one of them, Adabisi Shine could be headlining Arc Tangent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cast of Cheers could be headlining Longitude. Like, it's nothing to do with the quality of the music. So that really annoys me when I see that. Yes. You see it written. It's like, oh, well, All Twins, obviously that's inherently better. I think All Twins is really, really good. But I also think that those two previous bands are really, really brilliant. Mm-hmm. And they've created some of my favorite music ever. So, yeah, you know, don't there's no need to <laughs> to, to trample to, on that stuff yeah. in order to yeah. say nice things about all twins yeah. they can both be good it's totally like oh if it hasn't happened in the last month it's it's not worth a damn absolutely uh book releases are like that music is like that you know but yeah and, 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 and even you know we we like we you and i are able to say yeah we loved the first out uh, the first sorry all twins album um and there are parts of this that we like and parts of this that we think aren't as strong and that's okay it just because something is new and shiny doesn't mean it has to be the best thing ever um i'm really happy this exists i think it's a great addition to the, to their catalog yes it expands uh, yes yeah um it doesn't go the right direction it's up to you really. yeah it's up to you um i i wish it had the best of both worlds it unfortunately does not too much yeah I think what it does is, I think it does the slower side of Adobe. I think basically what it does is it improves on the the slow jam side of Adobe Shank. Or fuck, why do I keep saying that? Sorry, all twins. It improves on their slower, more mellow side, which we didn't even see that much of on yeah. the first album. But it doesn't really expand or improve upon the upbeat, brash, anth- anthemic side of all twins, which yeah. we did see quite a bit of on the first album. Yeah, and that works really good for live yeah. performances. Um, but having seen this live, I think they can make it work too. Yeah. For that for that other stuff, it's just, you have to be clever about how you drop it into the set. And that's yeah. kind of what we saw. They would go big album one banger, slightly mm. lower gear, album two, slow jam, and then bring it back up and back down again. Yeah. I mean, uh, I wouldn't rely on James next time too much. No. If not, I, I would not. <laughs> just, yeah. I, I would... I would rely on yourselves, probably. I'd go back to that. Um, yeah, I, I, you, you know, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna be abrasively honest with that. Like, yeah. like they are incredible on their own, mm. in their own mindset. Yeah. And I know this is just like here's a guy who can help you out with all the all the things. But yeah. And here's let's be real. Like here's a guy. He, he here's a crowd whisper. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying that that was the intent of this album, but I just you know. The, <laughs> James Vincent Murrow, whether he likes to admit it or not, does have a way of appealing to a gargantuan proportion mm-hmm. of the population. We just don't happen to be part of that proportion. But yeah. um, it, you know, I, I can I can see the appeal in saying we like, and I know they like, I know they like his music because yes. I've seen interviews with Connor saying that he thought that 
I don't know if it was True Care or the, the one before that, but they thought that that was his favourite album yeah. like of that year it came out. So, you know, they like him as an artist. So why not get somebody who you personally like, who, whose music you personally like, who also ha- clearly has a knack for crafting a very m- mainstream appeal, pop music. I, we already play pop music. It seems like a match made in heaven. But maybe you and I both like the slightly rougher edges and the quirkiness and the alternativeness yeah. of yeah. what they had going for them on the first album. Um, yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I know, you know, some people may, uh, if a producer may think, oh, no, that's that's not going to work for the teen bop. Yeah. Wes crowd. I, I, it has to. But I don't think I have to find a way to make that sound like that. To be fair, though, I don't think this this I don't think this works for the Teen Bop Wes Cred. I mean, <laughs> which is a more so niche. than the last album. I think the last yeah. album would be like, oh, that's too weird for me. Yeah, like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think this is also like pops has to its that point. weirdness. But I do yeah. think this would fit in better in like a, you know, a a Benicassim or a, I'm trying to think of you know or a Ziggit or something. You know, may, yeah. maybe maybe you know like a twenties. Um, music festival that that type of vibe like this definitely yes. would slot in really nicely on yeah, a sunny yeah. afternoon on a, at a big music festival uh-huh. maybe slightly better than Altwins uh, because they were a bit more eclectic and, yeah. and full on yeah, before but, but a few years back that wouldn't have been the case it would, they would be fine oh yeah yeah but you know? music, and that's the thing and you're right music has shifted yeah um, but all that to say that I think this is you know you and I both had serious concerns uh between albums one and two, we didn't feel like what was coming out of the Ultimates camp was of super, super, super high quality. So actually hearing the album now, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. But at the same time... Doesn't have Crash. <laughs> that was a scare. You said it. Okay. That's, that, that was my scare. You know, and, and again, all due respect, I think they're, they're oh, fantastic musicians, yeah. fantastic songwriters. I don't, I think, I think Crash, I, I think it's a misstep. But Crash is not on this album and... It's full of songs that I really, really like. Yes. It's also full of a few songs that don't really do much for me. So it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any more to say on Just to Exist by Old Twins? Uh, no, just thanks, guys, for keeping it up. Yeah, absolutely. And that is that is the main thing. I just As long as I live in a world where Larke and Connor Adams yeah. are making music, we're all going to be fine. Yeah. Forge on, guys. You are you are <laughs> vital to this scene. Yes. To this, mu- this country. Yeah. Music. But don't be afraid to, you know, make a funk album next time. Yeah. Like if you want, keep the groove, go funky. Like don't be afraid to like pick up a bit of the first album either. Yeah. Or uh, just maybe do something entirely different. I don't know. Yeah. It's up to you guys. Um. And you know, and I think I think Lar is is an iconic guitarist and one of the greatest musical minds to come out of this country. So don't be afraid to just just turn them up a little yeah. bit. Just turn yeah. them way up a lot. Yeah. Like last thing I'll <laughs> last thing I'll say um yeah. was hearing hearing his guitar live above the mix. Yeah. Was like oh could have been. Could have been, could have been a bit more. That was beautiful. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah. live you can't escape it. Live, the funk is a bit higher register. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Because because you know the the, the hallmarks of Larkay were always weird, wonky guitar effects that kind of make your ear prick up and make you screw up your face in a good way. And and that remains live. It's, it's just it's naturally going. Yeah. It's it naturally needs to be wild. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and because there's only three of them on stage, it naturally needs to be up in the mix live so that they can, like, it can have the impact that mm-hmm. is necessary for yeah. it to work. Yeah. Whereas, obviously, you can fill in the gaps with more stuff on mm-hmm. a record, and yeah. that's kind of what they've done here. Yeah, so favourite song? My favourite song, I think, is Build a Bridge. Nice, okay. Uh, well, I was going to choose that, but uh, <laughs> fuck it, fuck it. Let's do it live. I think, I think, 
um, uh, no one's any fun. Oh, really? Okay, or no, cool. no, maybe, maybe, fuck, I don't know. Maybe Infinite Swim. Oh, Infinite Swim is oh. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Infinite Swim Infinite is Swim. Good. It kind of sounds like um, a sequel to uh, Too Young to Live. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, the way yeah. it's kind of got that do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, which is similar mm-hmm. enough riff, but but goes in a different direction then. So, uh, yeah, so that's Just to Exist by All Twins. I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. Um Giving it a six. Okay. Because I get what they're going for. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I do, and I I like it. And I think the production is very good, in fairness. Oh, yeah. Not to totally detract, I think JVM did a really good job of actually, Uh Uh what's there sounds great. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Um, I like that we took the time to to really kind of go over that one because it's very important. Yes. So that was um, Irish band number one. Why don't we just tackle Irish band number two? Let's keep a theme. Let's keep a theme going. And this is Fontaine's DC. I believe the DC stands for Dublin City. I'm not very much mistaken. <laughs> yeah. um, they are singer Green Chatness from is from Dublin, from from Scaries, I believe, in North Dublin. I think the rest of the band are from all around. Maybe one of the guys from Dublin, one of the guys from Monaghan, one of the guys from Mayo. So they're actually a real smorgasbord of Irish lads. Nice. Um, and they're definitely what you could describe as a buzz band. Yeah. Um, this album, Dog Roll, comes with a rake of singles behind it, as oh God, we, yeah. we could say with all yeah. twins as well. Mm-hmm. I think, I believe, again, something close to 70 or 80% of this album was already released. Okay. I haven't heard any of it, so okay. yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. got into it. Yeah. 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 I, I, I came in a little late to the Fontaine's DC train. I, I knew that they had been generating a lot of buzz, kind of bands like Just Mustard and The Murder Capital and there's other sort of Dublin or like Thumper they're not quite as punk but you know, they're another Dublin band that would be kind of receiving similar attention um, but what actually got me interested in Fontaine's was the video for Big which I just think is brilliant it's just a you got sort of a beefy Dublin kid like maybe 10 or 11 in a jumper and he's just walking down I think Moore it's Moore Street, Street. It's Moore yeah. Street yeah yeah miming along with the lyrics and the lyrics are so simple it's just you know Oh, yeah. my childhood was small yeah. but I'm gonna be big yeah <laughs> like so if, if you could tell me like if I was going to run onto a street and expect a genre uh, and that street would be more street yeah uh, and it would be kind of indie punk rock yeah uh, that would be what I exact this would be the exact song I hear yeah. an exact video just that it's it's very much uh, a pic- it paints a very it does clear picture yeah and what they're going for I think is I mean they're sort of the I don't want to say it's hard to put them in a genre like sometimes it's post-punk sometimes it's more like Brit rock sometimes it's more like straight ahead indie um, but they're the kind of rock equivalent of that guy who's just you know sat at the back of the pub giving you his opinion on I always thought that was the like universe and everything style but this I would say this is very much idol style idol yeah. style yeah. Um, some dark Nick Cave imagery yes. there uh, like it's po- it's like it's like po- kind of they, they're going for street poetry street poetry or just the streets actually is not a bad comparison as well oh certainly yeah, yeah well yeah. certainly um, think the streets meets Joy Division yeah it's exactly <laughs> it especially with that bass the bass is very much Joy Division yeah Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the mm. Peter Hook bass lines, oh, yeah. especially on um, uh, television screen. And towards the end, there's another one. Uh, I think it's the Lots has another as one of those um, those lovely Peter Hook bass lines that uh-huh. runs up the fretboard. Yeah, this music for me always always is 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 weird to get into. Yeah, because it uh, like if you want to look for the musical side, um, 
it's not going to be there in the vocals. Um, you're not coming for the vocals, basically. Um, you, yeah, you'd want to. A lot would be. You have to rely on the, um, yeah, the, the music really. The instrumental side really has to deliver yes. on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think it, 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 it does. It's very tricky though. Um, yeah. Because they have to, they have to definitely keep a momentum to keep it interesting. Yes. Uh, definitely keep an atmosphere. Um, dynamically work around the lyrics. Yeah. Um, because he is essentially um, uh, pitch singing. Yeah. So he's green. I think he, there's a bit of melodic singing, but there, there pit, is. There, but yeah. pitch singing for the most part. He's yeah. So he's that, that thing. I think it's about a 50-50 split, maybe sixty forty in favor of singing. Um, he's he's a lot of times doing that kind of talk like that rhythm talking mm-hmm. and that you might get from can we think of another example of a band that does it uh, idols i guess but he's kind of it's it his is more in the screaming zone i would say like yeah, it's closer yeah, to that it whereas is. this is definitely just more like talking um, i guess rap a little bit a little bit yeah. you know and um, then and then uh, and then he's singing the rest of the time now he doesn't he doesn't have like an op- opera singer voice but i think i like i think i like his voice i think i think it suits I think it suits the music. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's and e- it's a very thick, yeah. it's a very heavy Dublin accent. Yeah, is, is, is what it, it is. It's easy to not like it. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it's entirely for me because I, I've never, I've never totally been fond of the accent. Yeah, that's um, fair. It's never been a bright and shiny encounter in my days with that accent. <laughs> I will say that, right. but I'm not going to be biased just because people have that accent. Yeah, I mean, it's like, just that's just you know, North Dublin. That's just the way people sound. You yeah, know? honestly, so, but it's but mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same. Like it, it is what it is. I I um actually I, I I really like it. I can see how it could go south pretty fast. Like any band that sings in a strong regional accent. I mean, the Smith Street Band. You could say for Australia, I think they dip just too far into the extremes of dialectical singing yeah. whereas I think Rowan Black Eyes Fever does it great yeah. it, you know, it usually yeah. gets lost in the singing but I think I think like for example like I think but, The Streets is brilliant and I love The Streets but then I think there's other there's other artists that just lean way too hard into that Cockney thing um, you know it, 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 really, it really depends you can literally pick any region um, and there'll be a band that you know I, a lot of people find Simon Neal's singing objectionable because it's so heavily accented Scottish. Yep. You know? Me for the most I lo- part. I, lo- I love them, but I can totally see that. Yeah. Whereas Cara Doherty from Fighting With Wire has just the absolute tiniest hint of an Ordi accent. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so the accent thing is, is going to be a, is gonna be a, a, a Marmite yeah. it, regardless of where you're from. Oh, yeah. Um, interesting to most. Like, ooh, this is authentic Irish. Yeah. Like, uh, like I could sing in my stupid posh South Dublin accent and it would probably annoy a lot of people including myself <laughs> so that's why I try and smooth it out a little bit yeah, yeah. Um, you know so yeah So, uh, but I, I personally for me I think I think it works most of the time I think it really works most of the time there's only there's only there's only a few moments where, where he loses me as a vocalist I think one of those is Dublin City Sky that's the one the ballad the, the kind of it's the last song yeah he's trying it's it's funny because they kind of come out in interviews and say, oh, well, we're trying to change the conversation around Irish music and kind of move it away from the, and this was what caused a big controversy, but like the diddly eye stuff, which seems a little bit rich when the last song on your album is basically kind of a Christy Moore, Ronnie Drew, Luke Kelly type hmm. folk ballad. It's, it's a bar shanty. It's very basic. Yes. That music just turns me off completely, which I know is sacrilege in this country, but yeah, it really does. Yeah. Um but but it sounds good. It yeah. like means like produ- it's produced very nicely mm-hmm. in accordance to all the other tracks. 
Yeah. Um, at least. Production could be... And uh, that's my one main negative point. But production... I think production is an interesting point because I listen to it and I can appre- I appreciate it more mm. than I like it. Yeah, totally. Because it's, um, it's, 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 it's... It's thick. It's, the momentum is, is mm. very weighty. Yeah. Especially with the driving... The big driving songs. Yeah. Um, that have like a swirling rhythm guitar, lead guitar, and the bass is thumping. Yeah, thudding. good example would be too real. Yeah, that I, I really like that. Reminds me of um, Cast Years, actually. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That one reminds me of a girl band, too, yes. who, who, who are a big influence on, yeah. on Fontaine's. Um, sure. But I, but I think the production basically is trying to walk the line between... Um, it's sort of three things. It wants to be authentically old school, which I think it, it, it achieves... I, like Sha Sha Sha, for example, don't like that song at all, really. But it, it could, it sounds like it could have come out in the 80s. And you know what I mean? It could have been like a Boomtown Rat song or something, or like yeah. Sultans of Ping. Somewhere in between Fugazi and Sultans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. But 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 it, but it has that, has that really like, sounds like analog to tape. Uh-huh. They're also trying to maybe slightly de emphasize the fact that they're a rock band and maybe overemphasize their singer. Yeah. In the mix, I'm saying. And in the mix, which, which is, which is, which is a totally fine choice. I yeah, just yeah, plus he has very uh, evocative lyrics. Yeah. Um, just to describe. Yeah. Like he's really good at that. Like the lyrics like, need to be front and center. But if it was me, my ear would always say, "Wow!" Like pull down those vocals, push up the the guitars and the oh, instrumentation because yeah. I think that it's for the most part they're really really strong, and they are somewhat buried down a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember what the third thing was. So those are my two things about, about, about the production. <laughs> um, but I think it served, generally speaking, it serves the purpose. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some highlights. I think Too Real is great. Hurricane Laughter. Yes. I, I like I like the um, very subtle anger in his voice. Yeah. During that. It's very kind of sm- snarly and almost almost like that. It's kind of... I think that song was written when he was, um, he was couch surfing around because he just... You know, he, 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 he basically just wanted to get out of his whatever situation he was in at home. So he, you know, he was couchsurfing and friends. And it, it meant that he never really had a home to go to. Um, so yeah, he, it, so it, days would blend into it, each other. It, it yeah. feels like a chaotic, swirling hurricane yeah. kind of, yeah. And he was, yeah, like... Um, it, ridiculous he, situation. Un, like, you're oh. totally unmoored and you're just... And you feel like everyone is... Yeah, you know, it's like a paranoia it, it's thing. A, it's a nearest... It, it's, it's so close to, like as mosh heavy as this could get yeah. <laughs> you know um well that's that that's that's when that's when it's at its best is that you know that yeah. that riff that do 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 yeah it'll go down well in a live setting a lot of this yeah. w- would yeah and that's that's where i place my mind when listening to this yeah i'm excited to go see them actually they're, they're coming in december and i have to cool so cool should come along if you I might. if you like um yeah and then other i think the best moments on this are definitely the the, the the ones that have a slight edge to them, uh, you know that that that's simmering anger maybe or, yeah. or something or, or even a sadness to them like television screen. Yeah, actually. could could have gotten really kind of sappy and 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 wet, but it's not. It's no. it's really really good. Um, it's weirdly sentimental. It's it's yeah. It's nice. Um, it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, oh, what what are the gripes do I have with this? Because I have plenty. Yeah, okay. Um, they're all, they all stream from the vocals. Right. Oh, okay. I don't mind the fact that. It is just uh, pitch singing. Yeah. Um, but I-, I wish I wish he could have. Um, it was more energized at points. Yeah. It like um, Nick Cave does pitch singing, right. but he can he can roar with his. Mm. He can really like dig into certain emotions. 
Like, you can do that as well with pitch singing. Yeah, you I don't can, think this yeah. does that too much. I think this is just kind of matter-of-fact sounding. Yeah, it's straight ahead. Um, there are moments, like, I think on Too Real, he does he does um, add a lot, like, some new flavours into the mix. Yeah, I like those moments. I really Boys do. in the Better Land as well. I think uh, he does a couple Oh, yeah, of, that's one of my favourites. Yeah, it's really, it's really good. But no, but I agree. I do agree with you. I think there's, there's definitely a few average moments... Um, where they they sort of sound like they're treading water a little bit. Like I think Liberty Bell is one of them. Um, the uh-huh. I think that's the one we talked about violence around here. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Song. Um, yeah, and, and you know, and and um, and Roy's tune is good, but it's it's yeah. Again, it's just kind of a it's just there. Yeah. Um, so I, I I agree with you to a certain extent. I don't think I think on certain moments he goes above and beyond, and then other times you know he is kind of just. Tra- like yeah just doing the doing the bare minimum yeah i wish i was more shook by his words yes um because yeah. the, the the picture he paints is is very interesting yeah certainly what did you take from that did you establish any um, yeah i mean like you say i'm not too much of a lyrics guy but there are some some moments there where i think which i think i think the boys in the better land has has some great little turns of phrase like it doesn't you know if you're a yeah. whatever he says like a porn star or something doesn't matter what oh, you yeah. are get yeah, a new yeah. car and, and then yeah. there's a moment about it he talks about a taxi driver who who said you know he spits out brits out and only smokes carols which is such a dublin thing oh yeah i love i love the only dubliners with no parts yeah that's fun that's always fun that is fun uh, I, you know i think the lots as well is kind of a yeah. alludes to the housing situation in dublin and you know and television screen as well is is really nice has a lot of nice images to it and the rest of it i could you know shatter shatter thing i did just such a throwaway song i don't like the lyrics on dublin city sky I just think it's it's too basic, um, so I think it's a mixed bag. But uh, when it's good, I think it's really, really good. Yeah, the attitudes yeah. somewhat there. You don't need to, but like the saying is, you, you don't need to be from Dublin to to no. to appreciate what he's talking about. No. I mean, you know, a lot of his the themes are pretty universal, but he just puts them through at the lens of, of yeah. being from Dublin, like Neutral Milk Hotel cover this kind of stuff as well. Yeah, Boston. were they from Boston? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. I think it's a good start, and I and I and I and I I think there seems to be a little bit of um, that typical Irish. I've heard this from people, you know. There might be a little bit of that begrudgery going on um, of you know uh, being a little bit too harsh on our own, and uh, I think I think this is really strong. I don't think it's the best album ever. It's called Doggerel, by the way, which I never mentioned. It's called Doggerel. Um, is the name of the album but uh, people are liking it but I think it's strong I do think it's strong and I don't want there to be an un Mm. unwarranted situation where you know people are hostile to them just because they're embracing their heritage or whatever like I think I think a lot of the songs are really strong yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's nice to have I don't but by the same token I don't think it's gonna save rock music no I hate that narrative of oh there's no one like holding the torch for rock music well okay this is pretty as far as rock music goes this is pretty tame I would put this more in the indie camp uh-huh. generally speaking yes it's definitely not punk I mean they're no. being they're being branded as a punk band I mean, no, what's quite. punk on this album the too real <laughs> some of the drum some of the drum and guitar work kind of be kind of it's kind of that yeah I know? mean uh, idols are taking them out on tour but idols are much more of a punk band. I mean, they have much more yeah. aggression and much more energy. Uh, could be different live. 
Could be different live, and I'm excited to see how they do it. Where you have to really give a bit with the vocals live. Yeah, and I'd imagine that the instrumentation will be much more prominent as well in our live environment. Because uh-huh. you, you don't have that, like, toggle yeah. where you can just, you know, turn everything down. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but I, but I think I think it's a strong debut. I want to hear more. I do, I do. I want to hear more. I want to hear them live. Yeah. Um, so much potential. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, Favorite song? Ooh, stuff? You, you start. A Hurricane Laughter, and I'm going to give this a six. Okay, great. Uh, I'm going to take television screen, and I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Sweet. So that's Dog Roll by Fontaine's DC. They're from Dublin, in case it wasn't super obvious. <laughs> um, and uh, that's, that's available streaming everywhere right now. So that's two Irish bands and two, you know. Yeah. So far, so good. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for 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 the Irish bands. So let's 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 it hop is. across the pond and talk. There about were it. there were a good few Irish releases recently. I think Tower Records, I'll say it first, made yeah, a, made, made a point of that. Oh of really? Like, like almost a week long of in house bands playing. Oh yeah. Like all twins did a di- all twins did a little yeah. little gig there. Uh, I think it was just guitar and keyboard. Cool. Uh, then uh, these guys were there Fontaine's as well. As well. Yeah, 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 yeah. A few yeah. other bands, but yeah, we missed just Muster's album actually from last year, and it's it's really really good. Um, so I hope they come out with something else soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's good. To, it's good to see Irish bands getting big major releases that are getting attention it is, overseas because yeah. you know you, it, you, that's what, that's what we need. I like to see it as a community. Um, so the next band is from Los Angeles, the polar opposite of small Dublin. Um, so uh, yeah, they're called Health. This is their fourth album since 2005, and it's called Volume 4, Slaves of Fear. See, I'm giving the album title at the start like I should have done for the first two, but didn't. Very clever boy. Um, Jake, John, and BJ are the band members. Can I just come right out of the gates and say I feel somewhat cheated that the singer isn't a girl? Like, I really genuinely always thought that Held had a female singer. Yeah. It's just a dude with a really androgynous voice. Well, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I, I think I discerned that out of the gates. Like Did you? you know, okay. A lot of bands like Silverstone pickups and. and uh, oh, yeah. Um, bands I've, I was going to cover recently, um, Gilhanna, oh, uh, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. There was an Irish band called Codes, too, who I was convinced had a lady at the front until I actually saw them. And I was like, wow, you've, you've got a high pitched voice, my friend. You can discern it with like the kind of fadey rasp. Yeah. Not, you know. Well, it's less easy to do with health, um, case in point, because. A lot of Jake's vocals are quite affected in a yeah. cool PA at the lobby to hell kind of way, I would say. Yeah, like, like bands we may cover today also do. Like yeah. Dylan to Satan's office. Dylan yeah. to Satan's office. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this is uh, just like right at the gates. This is a, an album of angry, industrial, catchy, sad anthems. Musically. Yeah. Uh yeah, like like ang- angry industrial in the music, um, but not in the vocals. That's that's the real kind of like yeah thing you thing that will will hook you yeah. into this. Is, is and the, health, yeah, 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 the yeah difference. You, that's it exactly. But that hook didn't always exist because health. I saw no. health in two thousand and I want to say nine or ten, supporting Crystal Castles. That's how health basically got their start, um, by featuring on the track Crime Wave uh, or the remix of Crime Wave that was on Crystal Castle's first yeah. album. Um, and that I've played with bands like Protobator and stuff. And, yeah, and yeah, they've yeah. supported Nine Inch Nails too. But actually, their their very their, their initial prominence was they were on Crime Wave and everybody loves that song. And it's a great song. And then their album came out a week later. 
right? Mm. And then everybody wanted to hear, wow, like the Crystal Castles version is amazing. What's the original? And that's how they kind of came out. And then Crystal Castles took them out on tour and I saw them. They got and, picked up by, pick up, pick, they got picked up to do different soundtracks and stuff. They did the GTA Online soundtrack. Max Payne 3 soundtrack as well. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Hated yeah. them live. Hated them. I really did, genuinely. Like, I saw them because I hadn't heard I hadn't heard their music. But, um, but you know, I wanted to be up front for Crystal Castle. So I showed up early and I just thought it was ear-bleedingly loud. I could not discern any songs from the... I just It just seemed yeah. to me like... Has to be studio. I don't know. I, 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 you know, to be kind of turned me off. Was it just the two? Three. It was three. Three, three guys. Okay, yeah. Okay. But, but it totally turned me off health. And then listening back to the first album today, just to see, it's much more akin to gr- something like grindcore. Uh huh. It's, 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 um, it has those blasts of white noise and distortion and stuff like that. But the actual, the. S- songwriting and the yeah. song structures and the vocals and everything don't they, they they don't seem to connect in the same way they do here i think they've actually developed a knack for writing songs mm-hmm. as opposed to just inducing an aneurysm in whatever way possible that they were on the first album yeah which is which has its own merits it does it does um industrial is so much of the genre is that well I would say that they actually were always a noise rock band actually not rather than I think the industrial elements are a pretty recent addition yeah you know but a lot of like they're definitely there a lot of meat and potatoes industrial in the past used to just be noise rock yeah like it used to be like how much can we make your ears bleed with our production okay fair well (laughs) what they're doing now which I really like is how can we make your ears bleed but in a way that you will enjoy yeah yeah, because I will, do yeah. enjoy this. I do too. Good. <laughs> I thought at first, at first, um, on first brush, I listened to it in the background. And I was like, "Oh, this! I think this is really good." And then I kind of gave it like a concentrated sit down listen and sort of thought, "Oh, I don't know." It all kind of mulches into one for me, and I don't know if I love it. But then actually, it's in the last kind of day or so, it's actually yeah. folded out again. Where I go, Same, I, I'm just picking out individual hooks and songs, and I kind of hear the difference now between the. Um, the bla- like the different types of blasts that they yeah it's got throw at you it's really like um, uh, rich with hooks as well where you it's, wouldn't expect yeah. it um, a lot like the way Nanish Nails took off with their hooks yeah and then blew up the industrial scene mm. um, like there's a lot of like things to grab onto which is cool it's not totally um, it's not totally like uh, a worship in the uh, sense that it's oh it's just um this theme theming and like environmental sounds and instrumental weirdness um what am i trying to think of um another band no the word the word um use uh evokes a kind of like atmosphere oh that's that's the word jesus christ yeah uh yeah atmospherics a lot of industrial soundtracky stuff kind of just does that yeah and and it can coast on that this does a lot more right totally and it has bits of that in between which is so cool yeah, Maybe. I think a good, I mean a great example is that that second track uh, "Feel Nothing" because it, you know, in the in the middle of section it does go into a weird, off on weird tangents, but it just has that beautiful sort of almost sort of Fear Factory Nine Inch Nails that it's like it's like it's like a really pleasant drill in your ear, perfectly produced, and and then and then obviously there's the really really catchy vocal. Um, actually, to be honest with you, I'm almost surprised. Who am I surprised doesn't have a guest appearance on this album, given her recent form? 
Uh, Chelsea Wolf. No, Grimes. Yeah. Do you know yeah. that re, re if you think about reappreciate power mm-hmm. and Nihilus Blues off the Brimmy record, I I think Grimes would have been a great fit for yeah. for a track like I get a bit Strange more, Days. I, or, I get I get a bit more Chelsea Wolf though with the with the um Yeah, I hear Chelsea Wolf too. The consuming kind of sadness and and that vibe. Yeah, the uh, lyrics at times are almost comically is that, depressing. Is that is that kind of feeling? It's like we didn't choose to be born. Uh there, you know, pain, p- pain is punishment. Nothing is real. Like all this kind of stuff. What there's, there's a few other. Yeah. Uh, I kind of love it. Like I, I, I we're do. slaves to fear I, from the moment we're born. I do. It's, it's very industrial, and I don't I'm, mind it at all. Yeah, the I, lyrics fact, are didn't pure hear goth. It. I think I, I didn't hear it too much. I just, oh, yeah. I just enjoyed the melodies and. No, but I, I, I no, yeah. What is it? That there's one that I, I just want to quote in full. No pain has purpose. No one above to judge us. No pain has justice. At no one above to love us. What a great, yeah. sad, gothy lyric. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's. Tall people can love you. They're above you. <laughs> I just want to be in a crowd being like, "We didn't choose to be born." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or was it like we waste our we waste our time until it's somebody else's turn? Yeah. So lyrically, that was maybe the thing that turned me off at the start, and now I'm just I'm just so on board with how catchy versus how depressing the lyrics are. Yeah, how catchy. Yeah. Like I'm I'm. I'm here strictly for the the hammering guitars. Yeah. For meet meet meets the uh, drums that are three times up in the mix. Right. And everything has to kind of catch up with it. I, I like that. But but they but they don't but they don't go for the obvious. You know, there's loads no. of moments where the drumming is way more sort of "We Will Rock You" by Queen or yeah, yeah. Or, or or pure like hip hop or trap. Like the drums don't fall into a predictable. No rock slash metal slash industrial pattern they're, they're, they're always doing something a bit different yeah. they have just a few moments which are yeah exactly what you'd want yeah and there are two moments of respite as well there's, <laughs> there's, there's these beautiful synth chords with no adornments at the end of wrong, wrong bag, bag. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then the last track decimation is yeah. basically an honest to goodness ballad like like the end of oh yeah totally but like wrong ba- bag and it reminds me of Disaster Piece meets the Suifa. Yeah. That kind of like really crisp chords. Mm. Um, that uh, really, really split this album into 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 nice little sections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This really, the band they most remind me of, they probably hate this comparison persisting into their whatever 10th year, but uh, they really do remind me a lot of, of Crystal Castles. Um, I don't know sure. if you're that familiar with them. Not really. We'll need to do them one okay. day on our, our Time Machine segment. But, uh, you know, it, it, it is that. It's, it's, it's Sometimes it cuddles you, sometimes it kicks you. The vocals are really ethereal and float above the mix. And then they might just throw in a ballad to really throw you off balance at the end. Um, mm. it's, yeah. it's, 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 I really like it, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and it's one that I feel like I'm only growing to like yeah. as we speak. So I want to listen to it more. Like, I think... I think I love the way the um the interplay between the guitar and drums in Slaves of Fear works. Mm. Mm, yeah, Slaves like, of Fear is a highlight. Yeah, like the the bass comes in, it's very kind of um very eighties mm. a tinged chorusy effect affected bass. Yeah. Um and then like the actual song doesn't come in for quite a while. But it explodes, it absolutely explodes. Um And uh, then they, they take it down a notch and then build it back up again. Yeah. Which is more attention to songwriting mm-hmm. versus just... Dynamically interesting. Yes. Yeah. Just try and give people a, a, a headache as quickly as yeah, possible. Yeah, and I'm sure they learned that from doing soundtracks and stuff as well. Yes. Have to keep dynamically interesting. 
Yeah, so I think Health are finally a band that I'm interested in again. Same, yeah. Which yeah. is cool. Yeah. What brought this onto your radar? Uh, I, I heard um, a recent Perturbator meets them song that kind oh, of appeared. Yeah. And that just brought me to this, so. Yeah. They've always had a very canny uh, knack for collaborating with the right artists at the right times, I think. Mm-hmm. Which, is, which, is, which is obviously, which is a good way of keeping your name out there. Yeah, certainly. And also keeping your artistic integrity. So, good job, guys. Yeah. My favorite track is probably the title track. Nice. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know what mine is. It, it changes so much. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it's Slaves of Fear. So, yeah, so the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's a brilliant, like, that's where, that's where to start, because that has all the best bits. That or Feel Nothing have, have all the best uh-huh. bits of what the album does, but it's, it's in and out in, like, 35 minutes. It's, it's a quick one. So, it, it's, a, it's a great introduction to health, I think, and it's the strongest work that I've heard, because I listened back through. And it is selections, and I think it's I think it's um their great. most cohesive work great. to date. So that's always good. To, that's always good to see. So do. far into a band's career, um, I'm going to give it an eight. Yes, I was going to do that as well. Great, eight. Yes, eight out of ten for health. Um, check it out. The album is called Volume Four: Slaves of Fear, and we have one more album to talk about, I believe, and it is a big one for me. A very very big one for me. I'm sort of for me now. Hey. Oh, Uh, The band is called Jaws in all caps They come from Birmingham And this is their third album They play Well what I love about what they play Is that it's so hard to pin down It's somewhere Or maybe some might say What they used to play What they used to play Bits. Yes, and um, their sound sits somewhere Between dream pop, post-punk, indie, electronica, shoegaze And alternative rock All of the above and more Yeah Um they had an EP called Milkshake, which I thought was absolutely genius. Just sort of this mildly tropical um, indie shoegazy rock. And then they, which fed into a more amped up, I would say, 2014 debut called Be Slowly. But loads of shimmering kind of leads and hooks and, and plenty to sink your teeth into. And then their second album, Simplicity, um, followed two years later mm-hmm. which I thought at the time was a disappointment and then it slowly but surely sunk its hooks into me to the point where I think right I think as of this point I think it might be my second or third favourite album of 2016 um, I absolutely adore that album I think it's full of bangers they turned the guitars up in some sections and they also brought in electronic elements and electronic song structures which they hadn't done before they used a lot more um, interludes ambient yeah. things and sections which yeah which at the time jarred me a little bit because I was used to like these three and a half minute pop bangers mm-hmm. and then they and then they kind of went more expansive I think it really worked yeah you showed me bits of it I think my 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 problem with it was um it was too uh it felt too sleepy yeah for too, me that yeah, was, it was a it sleepy was, album it, it was my gripe that w- that that genre kind of has like the vo- the vocals kind of tinged in a swirl of yeah background that's what reverb. i love about it but i can hear why that might be a, that might turn some people off it, it was kind of a, i've heard this a bit before yeah okay uh, 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 situation i think what jaws do so well is taking stuff that you think you've heard before but then really subtly adding their own spin to it yeah. and, and, and kind of endearing you to them anyway this album is called The Ceiling as I said it is their third album and it blows the roof off <laughs> of what I perceived them to be beforehand great as soon as tell me about that I guess the second ha- song hits mm-hmm. um, and as well uh, the third song mm. first song is is very much the same old same old um, oh I love drumming and I, yeah I do but I it, hear, it, I it, it is I hear you um, but then it comes in with total different rips of uh genres yeah 
um, and like vocal uh, techniques and mm. the the mixes change in in very interesting ways and and um it just becomes really exciting yeah like, like as soon as the the real riffs appear in do you remember mm. like halfway through yeah it was like nothing I've heard out of this genre which you know I was perceived to be kind of a sleepy. Sleepy, I literally I literally have written down here huge guitars and gritty vocals you just don't get in this genre. Exactly. Yeah, Fucking I, a. you just don't. Yeah. Connor Schofield so much attitude, it's interesting yeah. vocals or you can hear them. For a guy, I mean I know we cover a lot of metal bands where you know one singer mm. might be doing like pig squeals and high pitched screams and singing, but as far as indie singers, I think Connor Schofield has one of the most like one of the most sort of malleable voices yeah. on the early stuff well, he, he is, wants to be honestly yeah he, on the early stuff he, he he goes so baritone that you know it's actually hard to sing along it's so deep um like kind of ian curtis type stuff yeah. and then on this like i say he can put he can put the grit in his voice he can he can go high he can kind of keep it mellow i think he's got such a he but he can he can really belt and make it anthemic too when he wants to yeah he's a really talented like vocalist. It's, it's totally uh, he can serve whatever song he likes um to a certain degree yeah yeah do you remember is, is is excellent and that and then and then what i love about this album and that it's personified in that in in that um outro to do you remember is they often introduce a, a totally new element in the last sort of 30 40 seconds that just elevates the song in terms of interest yeah. like they do it on do you remember there's like that really anthemic screaming guitar outro they do it on um yeah it's kind of like please be kind yeah comes in with that almost Nile rogers do you know like it's great huge moments that remind me of a perfect circle almost 100 with swells of lead guitar yeah yeah um and then fear is is uh it's like was it between feel and fear yeah there's really different trap not trappy but um what's the term trip hop i would say yeah trip hop yeah like it sounds Dreamy to me like 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 massive attack or portis head or uncle it's in that zone of instrument yeah like lots of instrumentation but it definitely feels like it's been written from an electronic perspective which yeah. i guess is kind of the the trip hop approach yeah but it's got the memorable warmth that this genre has that people exactly. really like from it. Yeah, and I just love, I love the clean tone. The clean guitar tone is so good. Oh, yeah, and it, it's, there's yeah. so many different aspects of it in this as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to, um, what's his name? Gethry, I think it is. Uh, bear with me a second now. Okay. Uh, Gethin, sorry, Gethin Pearson um, worked on Simplicity also, but this is, this is really a crowning achievement as far as balancing so many different things. Because at, at points, this is wall of noise and there's clattering guitars, but but lots of uh, synthesizer and washes of, of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the synth we're doing. Like that kind of feel. Yeah. Like the, you know it. Yeah. I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, then, and then at times, it, it's pared down to just one guitar. Um, at other times you know the feel is completely different like at, if for example at the end of do your i think it's end of the world there's full you know full-on power chords it's just like an alternative rock riffing section and he has to kind yeah. of make all that sound it, it kind of opened with a stadium rock thing if that's the song i'm remembering um i think it's i think that one starts quiet and builds well, one, big, one of them is at least yeah yeah but no but i think yeah you're right some of them some of them do um, that and then like yeah. that last track january almost has a sort of alternative country pine grove type or early black foxes type feel to it so yeah, he's a yeah, lot of elements to balance on this album and i think he does a really kind of job. groovy and oh it's it reminds me um a little bit of um we covered them recently they're 
Um, Foles? Foles, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah Foles, definitely. <laughs> that, that, that They kind of have that ever so slightly tropical feel yeah that falls that falls do so well and i think nice beats a lot of these beats exactly the that's stuff just, you don't hear in this genre as well it's usually just yeah. kind of drums to go with it yeah like what you, the issue you had with rolling co- rolling blackouts was exactly. that you felt the drums were too straightforward yeah but i think eddie um eddie geach is his name yeah. on this album does a really great job these of, bring funk these bring yeah. the foo fighters-esque hard rock um Almost a mathy sensibility yep, yep, sometimes, because because you know a, a good example is that is that um, that when feel kicks into the, the riffing because the snare it's super uh, syncopated and there's a lot of time and thought that's gone into where the riff is at a particular moment versus where the drums are. Um, it's not what you'd expect. It's definitely not four to the floor, but it's 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 really interesting. And that's what the drums do is they kind of keep you they keep changing throughout and they keep you interested. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's 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 just a really quality package. I you know I didn't want to make the same mistake mm-hmm. as I did with Simplicity, which was to kind of listen to it two or three times and maybe feel it kind of wash by me a little bit, and then no. only come back. Not this kind of album. Six this, months later, and th- yeah, this is um like as I was listening to it, I was like, of course I had pause at the start, mm-hmm. but um each song just built. Like, yeah, oh, I'll give it a six. Oh, I'll give it a seven. Yeah. Oh, I might give it an eight. And who knows what I might give it now? Because yeah. like it is that it just surprised me, song after song. Yeah, there wasn't just, there wasn't a gap of filler. It's but you want to talk about yeah. sequencing too? Like sequencing, like yeah. that. Not to shit on the the old twins one, but let's be real. Like the sequencing is not great on that album. This one is there's there's a run of three songs that just could not be could not be sequenced better. I think it's like do you remember into fear. Into end of the world, yeah, into patience. patience. Yeah, patience is um, is just is genius because because there, there's a different feel to everything, but they, they but they manage to balance it all, and it all feels logical. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for that reason, it's like a really quick listen. I think this album, it, yeah. it, it kind of it goes by in a in a flash. Um, really, really excellent. So. Uh, I've not made the same mistake as no. last time. I've given this as much time as I possibly could and really, really, really listened. And when you do that, that's when Jaws sink their hooks in and they've definitely yeah. sunk their hooks in on this Just one. Just kick-ass moments like, like Teenage Wrist had. Yeah. Like, again, it brought yeah. me back to that. Yeah. Like, I, I love that vibe. Lots of bands in this genre don't go for those Teenage Wrist no, moments no, or no. those basement moments, but these guys do. Um, which is why I'm so annoyed that to this point I still have not seen them live shit we gotta fix that we, yeah well I want them to come over to, I've been petitioning for Jaws to come to Dublin for a long time and they have ignored my pleas but Jaws if you're listening please come to Dublin we will go <laughs> we promise you people will go yes. I think people go crazy for this band they really I'll do pay you in Easter eggs yeah but do you Plenty. know what this is as well go on sorry uh, no no oh Easter eggs and chocolate yes Um. no this band do is they they break the rules a little I think people like that I think they don't conform to what necessarily like BBC Six Music or um or la- you know l- label execs or whatever or even the Spotify algorithm they because they refuse to be boxed into one particular genre when it is so easy for music of this style to be boxed into a particular genre I think it doesn't resonate with the corporate guys but it really resonates with actual humans oh yeah they they play what they want to play though whatever yeah. song they're feeling it's gonna be in this, yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. like, I wouldn't expect fucking uh, feel to be yeah. in this. 
you know? no no absolutely not because they're, like, they're like oh no that's too you know that, that's too weird and wonky and electronic like don't don't put that on this album make they maybe release that as a b-side or release that as like a, yeah. a spotify ep or something like, no like that fits into the yeah. the smorgasbord of what we do yeah. in this band it's like a, just another side of the coin that we have never heard and that's so cool to hear before yeah or now absolutely uh-huh. um so it's uh-huh. a, it's another great jaws album it's three for three as far as i'm concerned yeah um, my first <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah no but and no. that's a huge huge do yeah honestly yeah they're excellent um, they're really really excellent i love this i love jaws um so i'm any final thoughts on this uh uh yeah uh i think i want to aspire to write stuff like this yeah um, it's the highest compliment I can say. Yeah, that uh, is that is a high compliment. Like some of that guitar work is dead, dead, dead. Kick the door down, stuff that I love doing personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex Hudson is the guitarist. He's he's brilliant, and yeah. he can write a clean, catchy riff as well. As yeah, a, the, as the, well as the, a dive. the clean stuff is not forgettable. Yeah, it it almost always is just serviceable in this kind of music. Mm. But in this, it's it's very memorable. You know that lick from the I love that riff from the uh, the title track the. It's as catchy as Joy Division can get. Yes. As well. Like that, that kind of. It is. Yeah. Excellent stuff. My yeah. favorite track at this point, I think it's actually Fear right now. Okay. Love um, that song. Mine's up there too. Um, what's the other song that's new to start with Big Riffs? Is it End of the World? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. That's mine. Yeah, End of the World is excellent. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm going to give it a nine. Nine. Yeah. Oh, totally! Like, like yeah. that's where it climbed up to from starting at the start, which is not very high. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it got pretty fast. And that's after four or five listens for me. Just, just you wait until the end of the year, because uh, does Jaws have that power mm-hmm. and depth mm-hmm. in their songwriting to yeah. to have stuff to keep going back to? So the album's called "The Ceiling" has a creepy dark shot of some kids doing taekwondo. That's yeah. I, I would say last week I was like, ooh. Uh, American Football's album looks kind of creepy. I got it confused with this album cover. Oh, that's what I saw. That was the last thing I saw on our right, on our um, right, right, playlist. Right. So yeah, this is a very effectively creepy album. I cover. love it. I love it. Okay, nice. I'll have another time machine, and we're gonna dial in a date range from 1999 to 2000 and talk about uh, Susumu Yokota because uh, the dude released this album which is called Sakura I believe Mm -hmm. in 1999 in Japan although it was not released until the year 2000 in the UK Mm -hmm. so that's why there's a little confusion over the dates so Susumu Yokota is from Toyama which is on the opposite side of Japan from Tokyo I believe yes um, and he unfortunately he died in 2015. Yes, after a long illness. He, he did. 54. That made huge waves in the house slash techno slash ambient ambient scene. Yeah. Like huge waves, not just in Japan. No. Like like I think Vice covered it. Yeah, I think he was on a label. I believe they were called Leaf or something Leaf in the UK. And and this this and and some of his other releases were were among their most popular best-selling releases in their entire career as a label so you know he, yeah. he he's had influence beyond his certainly beyond his home country like this was a hard out it was hard to choose exactly what i wanted to choose mm. with this artist mm. because he has covered the whole spectrum right of this music scene and this is this was near the humble beginnings 
near enough to the humble beginnings. I near think enough. the humble beginnings would have been ninety two, ninety three. Yeah, and this is the most well, the, the most well known, like, like the yeah. turn of the millennium. Certainly, this of. was his most prolific period. Just to give you an idea, exactly. Um, most bands release, you know, most bands or even solo yeah. artists, like even Take Up or Most, like most would release at an absolute maximum an album every two years. You know, yeah. Um, but in the six years from nineteen ninety eight to two thousand and three. Susumu released uh, 15 albums. 15 albums in six years. I mean, that's insanely prolific. Yeah. And among them, some of his most critically acclaimed and, like, you know, just remembered, like, legacy albums, including this one. Yeah. Um, another one called Grinning Cat, and there was another one as well. But, but you know, he's... It wasn't like he was churning out any old shit. Like, it was all good. Yeah. Like, lately, they've all been getting remasters posthumously, which is fantastic. Right, because right. Because they all deserve another look at um but this one not the most bombastic some a lot of his music is right um right. but i think th- this for me sh- sh- uh got me this is the one that just got me into him by surprise yeah i i mean um, i can see why because i think it's it's as far as ambient music goes it, it's got some of the most prominent instrumentation um the most variety yeah. that I've heard, really. Because generally speaking, even if you pick ambient music that I really enjoy, and ambient isn't isn't a genre that I dip into too often. Mm-hmm. I've listened to a little bit of Stars of the Lid. Yeah. Um, listened to quite a bit of Brian Eno. Yeah. But what, I mean, yeah. sometimes you just need it. You know? Oh, yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. you do. Right. Yeah, yeah of course. Not from confrontational. I'm not even counting drum-assisted ambient music. Like This, right. is the, this album, 80% of it is, is very much kind of just melodically inclined right. ambient Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But if you if you t- um, but if you take say like like music for airports by Brian Eno, yeah, oh yeah. Usually yeah, yeah. what you get is a, a palette, and that undulates and it might evolve, but generally yeah. speaking, it remains similar throughout the whole experience. Whereas with Susumu Yokota, what you get is it's like it's almost sort of like a tasting menu, you know? Yeah. Uh, Every it, track has, brings something different to the table. Yeah, it can be like dreamy, chirpy, um, dark, uh, very uh, very. Um, like um, inspired culturally, yeah, by by, the, by like Japanese sounds, but it can be organic, uh, and then so, next totally. it can be art, really artificial, jazzy. Yeah, there's a jazz dance. track. Mm-hmm. The, 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 that, that, the good, that's a good example. That, like like a, a lot of this appears in full album gaps. Yeah, in later albums. Right, 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 right. So this is the smorgasbord, I guess, that he expanded on. Yeah, for the next for the last 15 years I guess because what he's doing yeah it almost sounds like a greatest hits what he's doing here is doing a lot of sampling um, he samples a a, a, um, a guy called Harold Budd quite a bit who's a kind of experimental avant-garde composer he samples Joni Mitchell um, oh, on yeah. which, that track um, Koro, Koro Matachi oh yeah the, which which has that uh, really creepy sample because what he does is he chops it in the middle so the, the, the Joni Mitchell song is called Songs to Aging children come but on the Susumu version it sounds like songs to aging ding children come like he kind of cuts it in the middle um, and it's very strange it's kind of eerie mm. and then the last sort of main sample is on uh, Naminote which which has a, a, a Chick Corea and Gary Burton um, sample it's an album called yeah. um, Crystal Skies I think yeah and that's that's where all that that jazz drumming and piano comes from yeah that he, that he builds on top of it's beautiful I, I yeah. love the way he builds in this Oh yeah, it's very, very like. It's at just the right moments. Yeah, I think it's it's not 
there's nothing in this album is is overdone or abundant or 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 the ornamentation isn't repetitive no it's not at all no 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 because no. you can go from i mean it's funny that like there's they literally on the same album they have that those kind of slightly overly processed um staccato not staccato but kind of aggressive bowing um synthetic strings that Aphex Twin uses quite a bit on mm-hmm. like on the Richard D James album and the yeah. one that we um what's it what's that album called uh if if you like it so do I or something yeah you you, um, you, you, know, you know the one I'm talking about with the creepy smile on the front like yeah. like a lot of those when he kind of goes weird wonky classical those type of obviously mm-hmm. artificial strings are used but then later on he uses like organic strings on uh, Hisen or Hisen Hisen I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah yeah which almost sounds like like a weird wonky Sims track like yeah. music from Sims 2 maybe it, it's <laughs> that that becomes di- di- more like um more uh, song like, yes. I guess, more soundtracky. Yeah, yeah. Instead yeah, of yeah. more, instead of ambient. Ambient, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. The default ambient sound on this, I think, is that sort of Wurlitzer Fender Rhodes type kind of. The second song, really gargly, gargly sounding um, keyboard uh, that you hear on. Yeah, like yeah, on the to- second track. To- Toby Ume. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of uh, like a lot of bands like Bibio carry that torch. Oh, okay. Um. Where it feels very nature inspired. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, still kind of synthesized. It's, it's, re- it's. I find it really interesting. The cover says it all, doesn't it? Oh, totally. Just with those birds and everything. Uh huh. Um, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't get boring. There's, you know, it's, it's, it's that, it's that Fender Rhodes or whatever, and then also, and um, this kind of something I can't decide if it's a harp or is it a nylon string guitar or is it some, is it a shamisen? I don't think it's a shamisen. No, but no. it's. There's some sort of picked string instrument that that does make a couple of appearances. Yeah, yeah. Um, Later on, on Hagoromo and Shinsen, the last track as yes, well. Yes, Shinsen. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Genshi is just a full-on house track. It is. That's just that's just like it a, is. Like it's a it's a it's just a four like four to the floor house track. Yeah, a lot of stuff can get get gets there later and on in his he's career he's known equally as an ambient and a, and a, and a house uh-huh. artist so yeah he's a makes jack sense. of all trades um, master of all trades yeah like, <laughs> like um if, if you want a bit of that uh plantation is more to that oh degree. okay mm-hmm. is that a solo record or is uh, that is no, that, that under another of, name uh ringo uh no that's one of his latest or one of um, one of like um, yeah because Ringo was, was remastered one of the, at least yeah it was one of, I think I think it seems uh, what's happened on Spotify is yeah his music under all sorts of mm-hmm. um, different monikers has been released under his name yeah now. which yeah. is good yeah yeah, yeah. Um, there is so much to pick and choose um, there really is yeah like a, a lot of this era is my favorite you know it's yeah it, it's, it's gorgeous it, it's definitely more uh, I don't know Oriental inspired or. It, more tinged in that yeah, light. I think I think so. Yeah, he. Th- I I found a really really, yeah. This 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 is a lovely quote actually. Okay. Um, okay. Low recordings released his last few albums. His last album was released in 2012. Yeah, yeah. And the the label had this to say, which I think which I think does ac- really accurately sum up, um, the style on on uh, uh on um Sakura. What was it called, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. And Yakoda's music was was always completely individual, always esoteric, yet never willfully indulgent. His touch was that of a master craftsman, creating intricate musical jewels that sparkled like no others. There's no doubt that if he had been in a position to play live concerts, his reputation would far exceed many of his contemporaries. He'll be sorely missed by those who value quality and originality in music. I think that really sums it up. Yeah. This this music really endures mm. because it's, it becomes more sentimental. Yeah. A lot of house albums do become that yeah in any any energy of house has that ability more than most genres i think yeah yeah um i would hope um any 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 house bands like daft punk obviously yeah have that sentimental feel but it just it's it's very has to be a ghost in the machine yeah yeah of course it's very humbling music i think yeah no i love it i I love i I love this stuff when i get the chance to really indulge in and uh, bathe myself in, in sort of ambient music and then the fact that this has such a a drive and an engine to it at points it was an unexpected and pleasant surprise yeah this would be great to have in vinyl I would say just yeah. crack on and just wake up on a Saturday morning to this yeah because I have some ambient music I've, I've um, a Federico Albanese album on vinyl I know you've got Peter Broderick I've got yeah. um, also Checkerboard he's a brilliant musician from just down the road and uh, you know not when we quite as ambient as this yeah. but um those kind of albums just always sound brilliant on on vinyl and it kind of goes kind of it's kind of a testament to just how reclusive uh maybe he was that his family didn't yeah. even know how to reach his contacts in the music world like the, the the world at large did not find out about his death until something like four or five months after he had died because that's happened in the techno scene before he i i, I get yeah. the sense he very very rarely played live he only ever played live in europe once yeah and uh i, I don't know how extensively he toured in japan but my understanding is not, not that much. much no he he mostly but in the scene yeah fully appreciated oh yeah but he but like Daft everywhere. Punk you yeah. know he, he, cr- he crafted stuff privately I'm not sure if tribute it. bands have played his stuff or tribute DJs I'm sure yeah obviously the problem is uh, it wouldn't maybe the house stuff would but I don't think this stuff would translate very well to a necessarily to a like a dance floor environment no, no, maybe no, a couple no, of the um, songs but this is very much a chill party scene yeah like like uh, I'm pretty sure Yamamori Tengu or somewhere has played this his music before. Yeah. Um. So that kind of stuff, like chill party atmosphere, this yeah. is almost perfect for. You know? Yeah, and it, and it definitely feels like it, it predates that that era of, mm, like point and click music. You know, it it was still nineteen ninety It was still challenging to to blend. Yeah. That's, electronics and organic. That, music. That's why I prefix this with like it's this is not. There's not a lot going on on this. It's not super convoluted mm. it is simple but it, it's necessarily so yeah Necessity. i i do like especially music from this time i think i do like that feel of echoes from the void mm-hmm. you know it really does feel like something from the past reaching up and grabbing a hold of you yeah uh, apex is, is twin cool. does that a lot yes absolutely mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. apex Twin has that same yeah. and it's, it's it sort of carries over from the theme we were discussing last week of that time in history and not really not really knowing where you stand or or, or, yeah. or kind of what the future holds um, and a little bit of that anxiety does just trickle its way into this I think especially yeah. on certain tracks and uh, this this music uh, this genre has just inspired so many people recently yeah. like of course Bibio um, 
uh, was it Jake Brown or uh, the Peripheries guitarist that did the ambient music? Oh, cool. No, I didn't. Um, uh... Are these other things periphery? I'll have to look it up. But uh, he did something a lot like this as well. Oh, very good. Yeah, I'll show you that in a bit. But um, yeah, the, 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 the waves have definitely um, pulled off to to like fresh artists. And that's cool to see Yeah, that his voice still echoes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you can hear that you can hear the tradition of a band like Kraftwerk in this, I think. Mm-hmm. But he's done a great job of melting it down and stretching it out to its po- furthest possible yeah. extension. So you have so many albums to catch up on. I do. I do. They're all they're all this good. The two I, that I've heard to, to go to next are either uh, Grinning Cat or it's got two ladies, two painted ladies. In the oh front. yeah, yeah. Um, Somber uh, or something is it called? Or it begins with S, I think. I think it is I think it got remade Symbol Symbol yeah. Oh Symbol Symbol yeah. Symbol yeah, that's a, that was, th- Those seem to be the two That people sort of say Go go to next um, But yeah Yeah no He definitely elaborates on this And expands on it like yeah. you, you definitely see him evolving And that's yeah. really cool Excellent stuff So Susumu Yokota Is the name of the artist um, Sadly not with us anymore But has left behind A sparkling legacy Of albums For you to dig your teeth into If you get a chance um, Definitely recommend Starting with this one though Because I, I really liked it And you can pop it on you know, if you need, if you just need a sort of fifty minutes to relax and yeah, and I, I, as I said, top meditation album. This is totally up there. Yeah, mm-hmm. very good. Yeah. All right, uh, my favorite track on it. I mean, it's so hard to pick, but at the end, it's it's easier to pick than some uh, ambient albums because every track does have a different feel to it. Um, I would say it's probably. I think actually it's that second track. Um, which I haven't written out the, the full title of, but I really, really liked. Um, it's called mm-hmm. uh, Toby Ume. Oh, Toby Ume, the second Toby song. Toby it's really, really good. Yeah, great bright vibe. Yeah. Um, you chose that, okay, now yeah. I have to choose a different one. Ha, we keep on uh, choosing the same best track. <laughs> Hisen, because it's... Hisen is good, yeah. It's just, it's just weird and kind of dark and yeah. interesting and a bit more musically inclined. Yeah. But yeah, as I said, I love it. <laughs> Excellent stuff. All right, well, yeah. that's all we got for you this week. Mm-hmm. Um but we will be back very soon. We hope you all have a nice Easter. Yeah. Uh, as we're recording this on this Saturday. So it should, should be coming out this afternoon. Many big bands coming up in the next few weeks. Absolutely. We can, um, we have, we have a few actually to look forward to that I will keep a big secret mm. for now. Because okay. I don't have my notes to hand. Yeah. And a <laughs> shout out to bands that we may have missed this week. Like stuff I, I personally enjoy, like Starbomb released an album. Cool. Uh, if you know Ninja Sex Party at all ish kind of kind of fun kind of youtube band okay uh, Aaron Hansen from Eager Raptor oh, uh, yeah. Game Grumps and all and Dan they released a video game inspired album of I know of Blood, Blood, Blood Command came out with an EP yes um, Periphery came out with a new album I need to check out so yeah, yeah I mean we can't cover everything but, shout out uh, to all those we do our best so we will see you next time in the meantime you can follow our playlist on Spotify you can follow our show on Spotify <laughs> you can follow us on Facebook or you can tweet us at Kill Shuffle mm. so um, do all of those all do all of the above I think yeah and please for the love of God take care of yourself catch you guys